This is show 60 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, and today's guest is a very special guest because she is one of my most recommended guests the last time I put a call out for listeners to recommend somebody. Today's show is with Blythe. Blythe is the mama and creator behind the work at home mom brand, Blythe Life Creations. I have a hard time saying that, but you are going to love this show. This was such a fantastic conversation and this is only the intro and I'm still rambling. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a podcast dedicated to sharing stories from cloth diaper brands, retailers, and parents around the world. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of the podcast, and I don't think I've done a little intro in a while, but I'm a mom of two. I have my daughter squirming around here in the office with me as I do this intro, and I live in northern British Columbia. I'm the author of the book... Cloth Diapers, The Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Washing, and More. It's available as a paperback on Amazon, and you can find it as an ebook on Google Books, Apple Books, as well as Amazon. Anyways, today's guest, Blythe. I had no idea what I was getting into when I started this interview. It is a little bit of a longer show. I do think that you are going to love it. I, I mean, so many of you guys recommended this creator to me. She has a beautiful story, one that I think everybody needs to hear and feel inspired by. This is exactly the energy that I want to go into 2021 with. And yes. All right. Let me stop talking because we got a long show to go to. Um, and your brand, a little bit about a little like elevator spiel about who you are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was very much humbled whenever um, people had requested me and I'm just like, you know what? I don't like public speaking nor being broadcasted, but I will (laughs) do my best here. So, I mean, I am, yes, Blythe. Um, My name means joy and happiness, a life full of contentment. And so that's why I went with Blythe. So um, kind of my goal with this, I just more than anything now in the time that we live in, I feel like there needs to be space for um, compassion, especially in the season us mommies are in right now. And more than ever, do we need safe places? And so, yes, I make pretty diapers, but I think the most important thing to me is the fact that I want to keep a safe haven for moms who are going through the desert seasons of their lives to be able to have people that they have something in common with. They love cloth diapers. If you do, usually you're an addict <laughs> yeah. or you're wanting to really save money. And yeah. so there's definitely those two different communities that are there, but you know, having something healthy where it doesn't matter your background, your belief system, um, you're coming together with a group of moms who didn't sleep last night either, who are also <laughs> running on caffeine. Yeah. Um, who can just laugh with each other, but also lift each other up, hold up each other's arms um, whenever we need somebody um, to rely on. And, and that's kind of the, the space that I want to create in social media. And yeah, it terrifies me because people can be pretty brave behind a computer screen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and say things they would never say, you know, whenever you have somebody face to face. And so I want to have a protected space where uh, moms can come and just join together. Um, And I also feel like my journey to this spot has really kind of cultivated that in my heart because I didn't know if I was going to be able to be a mom. 
I didn't think I would. We had miscarried. Um, we struggled with infertility, tried to get pregnant forever. Um, I am definitely like the creative brain. <laughs> and so organization, <laughs> housework is not my forte, but I've always had this heart of, I want to be a stay at home mom. So when Corey and I got married, we moved here to um, work and my heart just wasn't content and I wasn't happy and we lost our first and um, kind of released me and gave me that permission. You know, if you want to stay home and your heart is there, then go ahead and give your notice and let's see what the future holds. So what were you doing before? What was um, your career yeah. path? I, um, we live in, we were living in Colorado Springs at the time and he worked at Compassion International and I worked at Focus on the Family. I was working in guest services in the events department and, um, helping with those areas and loved it. I loved the people. Um, amazing to be able to connect with the guests that came in and, um, just be able to care for others. Um, but my heart was definitely at home. And so I gave a two month notice because that's who I am. <laughs> I can't release things well and I want to make sure things don't like have hiccups. And so two months, last day of work, positive pregnancy test. Aww. And that was charity. That was my first. She's nine years old right now. Um, and so through her came a lot of healing. I wasn't able to talk about miscarriage. I feel like it's such a taboo um, in the culture that we live in. But I feel like it is a topic that women are starting to open up about and and um, being able to connect on and uh, there's so much pain in it, but also freedom to be able to have a safe space to speak to other moms who've been there, you know, before. And so having charity, I was able to really um, walk through the process of healing and um, navigating those spaces in my heart that just held on to a lot of pain. Um, Cause it took us a really long time to get her and, and she was precious. She uh, had severe um, reflux and oh, no. convinced that, you know, I wanted four kids and then I had her and I was like, you know, <laughs> reflux, you baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> no. Those newborn days are so hard and they fly they by though. Are. right? I don't they even, are. I had a colicky kid and sometimes oh, I'm still yeah. like, Maybe, maybe a third isn't so much a bad idea. Right? <laughs> it puts the fear in you. You're just like, oh, Lord, have mercy. If my next one is colicky and severe reflux, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, there's not enough coffee in the world to get through this. Um, but we did. I mean, I remember calling Corey over lunch just like, are you coming home yet? Because, like, you know, baby screaming in the background. I'm crying. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're a hot mess. Um, but we got through it. Um so, um, we, of course, we did want to have another one through the fear of, you know, the fear that charity put into us. Um, but we did want to have another one and just tried and tried infertility again. Um, charity is three years old and I finally figure out what's wrong with me. You know, you go to doctor's appointments all the time. They're just like, Oh, I'll just take some pain meds. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I went in, I was having burning in my side and I am, I come from stubborn, you know, my daddy is a weed farmer um, from Kansas and the definition of stubborn. I know he's going to listen to this. And so he's going to crack up, but um, he, he taught me, you work through the pain and, um, Things are never easy, but those things are always worth it. And so I just taught myself, you know, you have a high pain tolerance and you just make life work and you work through it. And, and I was just like, you know, I just probably burn out a kidney taking ibuprofen all the time. I've got two. So, you know, I'm <laughs> so, 
So went into the doctor's office and rushed me in for ultrasounds and I need surgery. Apparently I have stage four endometriosis and it's like a semi truck backed up into my stomach and just, you know, dumps uh, yeah. my, um, cement into my stomach. And, and then, you know, that explained a lot of the, the pain and the frustration we've been having. Um, and so went into surgery, um, to try to save anything that they possibly could. And, um, yeah, it's been a journey. I woke up from surgery and um, praise God for my surgeon. She's meticulous, known to be meticulous. And I woke up from that surgery and um, found out I had bladder cancer. Never would have found it if um, if it wasn't for the endometriosis and needing surgery for that. And and so unfortunately, because I'd just been through surgery, they couldn't open me back up again to remove the cancer. They didn't want to biopsy it because they didn't want it to spread. And so for two months, eight weeks, I sat in a recliner <laughs> in the darkness, in isolation, not knowing what in the world the future looked like. Had this little three-year-old baby girl who, you know, just needed mama. And oh, yeah, three-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, she's definitely a mama's girl. She's, she's always been clinging to me and she's my little buddy. And, and, you know, your mind goes to fear and your mind goes to worst case scenario and your mind plays tricks with you when you're sitting there in the darkness. And, and I feel like those moments can refine and define, or they can destroy and damage. And I feel it's a choice. And in those moments, I feel like yeah, it was definitely step by step and it is one day at a time and it is one moment at a time with how you're feeling and how you're navigating those things. But, you know, when you look back on it, when you're on the other side of it, you know why you go through those things in the community that we have with these moms, like they're struggling and they're in the desert places and there's health problems, marriage problems, um, issues in families with, you know, people being depressed, especially right now in the season of life that we are all in. And I've had so many women reach out to me in private message, just sensing that there was something about me that I was a safe place that they could talk to. And, and I've been able to share my story and encourage them that through the fear that there is hope that, you know, no matter what happens, there's a plan for it in your journey and in your story. And I am living proof of it. Um, so far, I've been clear of it. They've told me I wasn't going to be able to have any more kids. It's not possible. If we did have any more kids, 100%, it would be a tubal pregnancy. And so um, oh, it was a couple years ago, I caught Charity. Um, I mean, she's been praying for a baby sister for forever and has been struggling to, <laughs> you know, navigate that as a little kid. Like, you mean I'm it? And I was like, yeah, kid, you're it. <laughs> you know? I, I, I threw myself into you know, the church nursery, just so I could love on other little babies and found myself the director of children's ministry, which have mercy. I have no idea how I got myself into, but through that, I was just like, you know, if I can't have any more kids of my own, I have 350. I can love on and give mama a break every once in a while. And so that I, I got my heart into this place of contentment of, you know, I may not have my heart's desire, but I can still 
use whatever that calling is in me um, to be able to pour into other little kids, spoil them mercilessly, and then give them back to their mom, which is really fun. So, I mean, <laughs> yes. the aunt role is definitely sometimes a lot more fun. Yeah. Than mama role. So, um, so I did that and I found contentment. And one Christmas I was saying I caught charity because of the creative brain that I am, I really fed the whole beast of, you know, Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the elf came and I caught charity carrying elf around whispering baby sister. (laughs) 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 I have a couple of friends who, who have kids who are only children. And so I like, I know this bug. Well, (laughs) the pressure they put on the desire they have. It's just, it's so crazy. And it's so, it's kind of bizarre to watch it play out in the, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking on the other hand too, because you're just, when you know, and how do you explain that to a child of like, mom is not well, which you don't want to put fear into them or have her be afraid that mom's not okay. Um, and that it's not possible physically, but we believe in miracles. And so, you know, not like crushing her spirits and being like, sorry, kids, not can happen. Um, yeah, but like, you know, but on the bright side, you get all the Christmas presents. So, I mean, let's weigh this. <laughs> so, um, but <laughs> that um, New Year's Day, um, I was going to call my doctor because I was having a lot of pain again. And, and I had been on these shots that stopped hormones to try to keep it from growing and spreading. It's something that you just live with whenever you have endometriosis. And, uh, and I just got sick of the shots because they made me feel worse and drained oh, my no. energy. And I wasn't who I wanted to be. And so I was just like, you know, what? I'm not going to take this thing anymore. So, um, I started having a lot of pain again. I was like, fine. And they always make me take a pregnancy test before they give me the shot because, you know, that could um, miscarry if you're pregnant, which is a long shot. Um, Pee on the stick. I'm at my parents' house in Kansas. I about fall over. It is positive. My husband runs outside and screams at the top of his lungs. Um, (laughs) Sorry. And and that was baby hope. And... You know, they told me 100% she would be a tubal pregnancy. So they rushed me in for ultrasounds and she was right exactly where she was supposed to be. A tubal, a tubal would have been like in the fallopian tubes. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was, would have been no way for her to get through all the scar tissue is what, you know, all the doctors told me. Ultrasound techs were in tears when I was in there. It was just, is mind blowing. Like my babies are a miracle and I'm so thankful for them. And so through hope, all of that to say my cloth journey, um, <laughs> more so even, you know, the relating with other moms who've been there. Cause I cannot even tell you how many have opened up to me and said, you know, we're struggling. We've been trying to get pregnant and I'm, I'm getting all these little diapers and I'm collecting them and they're in my drawer and they're just pain when I look at them, you know, mm-hmm. and I can relate to that. You know, I have, I have stuff in my drawer. I looked at too, and then closed it and, and put on a smile and went about life. And, and that's a miserable place and it's isolating and, and you need community. You need healthy community to walk through that and encourage you and lift up your arms. And, and for that, I'm think, very thankful for the journey I went through because I can see this is more than diapers. I can see that there is a community of women who need, you know, a comrade, mm. um, someone who can who can see their pain. Uh, but it's so hard to find those spaces 
in the world. And somehow mm-hmm. through cloth diapering, we, 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 I like, I don't even know how mm-hmm. other moms find next and I guess I know my sister has reached out a few times and I'm like I don't know I don't know it's hard it's hard Um, to find they're there it's just you have to search for them and and to find a safe place um yeah that's the hardest part is these safe spaces and that's been such a resonating conversation uh I think Mm -hmm. about I had a conversation with a mom called Jade from Crunchy Culture last week and she too was just like it's these creating these safe spaces have been the most important part about my clock for sure as well for sure yeah I love that I love that there are other fellow mamas out there who are you know stepping out of fear um creating something beautiful but also building community in the process and I think that beyond selling cloth diapers is just such a cool thing and I love that people are starting to do that with charity I was terrified to cloth diaper I mean again creative brain I cannot keep up with my dishes and my laundry and people are just like you want to do cloth diapers (laughs) that's really cute life (laughs) you can't even keep up with life friends (laughs) and I'm like yeah you're right that's really funny and so it's different it's different it's true and I didn't realize that it's so true it's actually because I mean my rest of my family could have no clean clothes but Hope had the cutest diapers on her booty because I was just it's it's fun it's actually fun to fold that laundry it's it's not fun to fold mundane so, it's a different type of chore yeah. it is it is so with Hope like I was just like you know what I'm not gonna let voices get in my head anymore I'm going to try this out. And, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, I can sell them and, you know, go back to disposables. I How old is Hope? She's one. She just turned oh, one in August. This is so. a super recent story so for it is. you. It is. Okay. Yeah. I'm a newbie. I'm a newbie to this whole area. So, you know, when I was pregnant with her, um, I had placenta previa and I had, um, way too much ambionic fluid. And so I, I was, I was a whale. I was a whale on the couch who couldn't move watching YouTube cloth diapers. And so that's what I did. I watched your stuff. I watched Jay's Nest. I watched a couple of others. And um, through that, I, I started my little collection of you know, the different types, because you all say, you know, don't, don't get married to one type because it may not work for you or, you know, work for your entire journey. So, you know, I had friends laughing at me because I had every type of system because I wanted to try them all because I didn't with charity and I wished I would have. And I wanted to experience it all this time because I knew hope was my last one. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try it and I'm going to be afraid and it's going to be fun. And it really was. And so I started with, you know, the all in ones and the pockets and then started branching out into like when Hope was like around six months old I love hand dyed and then stretchy flats everybody was like screaming oh yeah that was that's the way to go yes and so I was like yes stretchy flats hand dyed yes give it to me and so you know you're you're trying to like get on the computer and refresh your screen (laughs) for all these mom shops you know that have their beautiful hand dyed pieces of artwork basically on something you put on your child's rear end and you're refreshing your screen to try to beat everybody else out to get this diaper and it was just fun it brought a lot of joy in collecting and trying new things and 
you know, in that process, I was just, I love stretchy flats. I love their creativity, being able to fold and manipulate it and customize it just for your baby, for the absorbency that you need. Night times are so much better with stretchy flats where you can boost them and you still get the good leg seal and the absorbency. But my kid was getting to that crocodile rolling stage where you're just like, you have this beautiful folded diaper and you put your beautiful little baby on it and then they rip it out from underneath them. And you're just like, well, crap, you know? where do we've got to start all over again, or I'm just going to slap it into a cover and you know, all my folding was pointless. So I was just like, how can I, you know, get this to be a little bit easier, the functionality of a little bit easier, but still have that creativity of like being able to customize and fold. So I tried pre-flats and I love them, um, but I'm having a hard time getting, you know, the leg seal um, or the absorbency that I need. So that's kind of where I came up with the fixed flat where I love the origami, modified origami fold. So I, I put that on the table I draw it around it. And then I was just like, what can I incorporate in this that would make the perfect diaper? So add a good tummy panel for extra absorption and keeping that flat up so it doesn't constantly flop down. I can't even tell you how many times I have found hope in the corner peeing with her flat, you know, the front of the flat off of her, off of her diaper as she's running around colorless. So I'm like, how do I try to avoid that? Children are so interesting. They are, are, and as a mom, you're just like, how do I fix this? Or do I care? And do I have the energy to try to fix this? But I was like, I'm going to fix it. Of course, that stubbornness coming in again. Thanks, dad. Um, and so I modified it, took out some bulk that the origami fold had and came out with this really cool shell that gets an amazing leg seal. Um, super easy, even for beginners. I mean, my husband can put them on, which, which is saying something. I love you, you babe. Pictures but somewhere? I like do. it out, laid out. Oh. Yeah, I do. I'll have to send it to you. I, okay, send me I, one because I'm yeah. on your socials and I'm and I'm on yeah. your website and I'm like, what does this look like that she's trying to explain to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, yeah, send me a picture. I'll definitely include it, it for will. the show notes so that people like. I'm kind of imagining a little bit like Noble Baby. Yeah, like with their pre-flat. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of like a triangle shape with a tummy panel at the bottom, and then I have an insert attached at the top, but you can do all of the folds. Yeah, yeah. So so because I I love easy laundry. If I'm going to do my laundry, it better be easy. And so I I wanted inserts attached, um, but yet free-flowing so that they wash and dry really fast and really easy and thorough. Um, So I have, it's kind of like a half flat where you, like for the regular, it's one layer of an absorbent fabric. The double um, is like a heavy wetter absorbency. And so I attach it at the top of like the outer part of the fixed flat, um, just a few inches at the top. I surge it in, reinforce it. um, And then you have this free, um, like half flat almost, that you can fold into those really cool folds and modify your absorbency. And yeah, yeah. I found a, I found your IGTV. Awesome. Now. Okay, okay, yeah. And then you can, you know, pull that up and wrap it around the baby, get that really tight leg seal, wrap it around and use like a, a snappier boingo or bandy, whatever you have on hand and um, to be able to fasten it. So All right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. 
Yeah. So it's, it's definitely different. Everybody is, you know, I tried to do my research to make sure there wasn't anything like it on the market because I I love original ideas. And so people are saying they haven't seen anything like it. It's solving a lot of problems, which, which makes me so excited because it solved our problems that I was having with hope. And then you hand dye that thing and you know, it's pretty, so. <laughs> <You're> rocking. Yeah. <laughs> our conversation today has really like tied together the last six podcasts that I've recorded. Like hmm. you've emanated so many themes about creativity and finding community and finding something yeah. that works and yeah. yeah and sure. fixing all those little bubbles is that you have to talk to me about the textiles that you're using because yes. yeah. you're yeah. also doing an incredible job there. Oh, thank um, you. Why Lysol? Why wool? Yeah. What, what is going on with your product is so unique now, not just in its shape, but in the product, the textile that you've chosen to use. Yeah. So well, tell I me think why my you've chosen... addiction has moved on from diapers to fabric, to be honest. <laughs> hey, <that's, laughs> you're not alone in that. I talked yeah. to assembly yesterday. She says she loves textiles too. I yes. think it's like a second coming for all of it us. It is. It is. Like, and there's there's so many options out there. And I feel like you really do have to search for a good manufacturer. But mm-hmm. the things that are key that I look for in good cloth diaper material are, of course, the absorbency potential of it. It has to be soft. It has to be stretchy. I'm all about the aesthetics of a fabric and the feel and the fit. Um, it needs mm-hmm. to be comfortable. Uh, a lot of, you know, diapers with elastic and things like that. I, I don't want anything rubbing in or um, making any marks on them. And so that's one um, part of it. The other part too, is when you're looking looking at like bamboo or wool, you have um, antimicrobial properties when you're looking at those type of fabrics. Um, when you get a low percentage of wool, you still get those good um, properties, but yet you can, you know, wash it and have absorbent properties because when you're looking at wool versus like the wool covers that are supposed to be waterproof, you know, this isn't wool that you would lanolize and want waterproof. This is wool that's supposed to hold a ton of water. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are the kind of things that I look at, especially with bamboo, lyosol, tinsel. Those are new things coming out. And, and you know, I have people on my team that are also fanatics when it comes to fabrics. So I can't take all the credit for this. <laughs> They're like, hey, Blythe, let me send you some fabric. Can you make me a diaper and we'll test it out, you know, kind of thing. So they're... <laughs> me fabric in the mail, like feel this, you need to touch this, you know? And, and then, you know, there's also manufacturers that I have found and, um, looking at just their product list and finding wool fleece, bamboo wool fleece. I'm like, that is something I haven't seen in the market yeah. before. And that was really awesome to work with. I love that. It, it turned out to be quite an amazing. So, heavy- do you find, I think a lot of people, myself included, I've never really used wool as part of mm-hmm. my absorbency. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know that mm-hmm. it can be used in that way. Yeah. Do you find that it does it have? Is it almost kind of like a hemp-like quality in the in the textile, and that it holds yeah. it really well? Or how mm-hmm. does it kind of work in the insert? I'm mm-hmm. gonna pick your brain about textiles. Yeah, for- definitely. Um, you know, I feel like it's very similar to hemp, but, but hemp is really slow absorbing. Yeah. I think wool is a little bit faster, but it also holds a ton of liquid. I, I'm finding the, um, like the bamboo hemp blends because hemp itself is pretty rough. Yeah. So you try to find one that has a really good blend. I know there are some other companies out there who are having some blends manufactured specifically for them to help with the softness and the absorption, which is really cool that they're doing that and looking into it. Uh, with wool, you do have to prep it quite a bit as well, like okay. with hemp, so that it can be absorbent. And you don't want those super high 
um, percentages either. You kind of want a good balance between another textile and the wool. Because you're still only 9% that I read? Yeah, I think it's 9% and then like the organic cotton and bamboo, um, depending upon the blends in there. I, I believe it's bamboo and then wool and then a little bit of spandex for stretch. So I really like using stretch in the insert too, because I feel like it kind of just fits in the, in the creases and folds of your little really good too. Makes it really. Does it, does it like waffle when you wash it? No, I haven't had any problems with it. I do think the only thing with a fleece in general, you'll get a little bit of pilling and mm-hmm. it depends on how you care for them too. Like if you're like me, I'm mean <laughs> to my diapers. I just, I mean, you'll probably. It's reassuring to hear person. if the yeah. maker is okay. mean. Hopefully that means. But that... I have to test them, right? Uh, I have to make yeah. sure they're not going to fall apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have time for hang drying. And so I throw everything on hot and heavy and dry time just to see how how they do and I think like with any kind of fleece you're going to get a little bit of pulling um but you know if you are really you know drying them on low settings or hang drying especially low settings I wouldn't suggest hang drying they just take forever to dry Mm. Um, but I think I mean they're they're starting they're lasting really good they're wearing really well and I think the longer I get into it and the more I research and find different manufacturers I'm finding better quality of fabric too Mm -hmm. and I think that's been really exciting to see from my first ones to you know where we are right now Um, I do think that that has helped a ton too because I've been able to shop smarter know what I'm looking for um, and be able to do that at a wholesale price too. Oh, what I so love, I can, what I love that I'm hearing that you're just like, you're passionate and ensuring that you're continuing to create a better product, improve yeah. your product, use the skills that you're learning just to constantly be improving. It's just like such a, it's a great thing to hear, I guess. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like a fun. A, it's fun to me. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely nerd out on those things and you know, <laughs> business side of stuff. It's funny. Yeah, I remember sitting at freshman orientation, and you know, you you look and you're supposed to circle your <laughs> major. And I, you know, I was going towards art, and my mama, being the smart woman that she is, moved my hand and circled business administration. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I thank her to this day <laughs> for doing that and disappointing me up front. Uh, but <laughs> every art major needs a business administration right? degree Use something to fall back on <laughs> also you can business your degree your that's art true skill. that is very true yeah wise woman <laughs> i this podcast is is my business in ways i do like i make money and stuff off of yeah, it and just yeah. learning all of that is uh, yeah. incredibly difficult. It, is. it so, is. It can be overwhelming, but I do think like you got to give yourself some grace in that yes. process and, and being able to take it one bite at a time. I have to remind myself all the time because I get, I am an all or nothing kind of person. I jump in <laughs> head first and then I'm like, well, crud, what did I get myself into? You know, and I have to remind myself one bite at a time and I will mm-hmm. get there. Um, and it is fun when you do look back. I'm sure you do as well. Mm-hmm. When you look at your first podcast or your first videos <laughs> yeah, that you yeah, put right? on YouTube and oh, you're God. like, wow. Don't go look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you have to start, you have to start somewhere, right? Um, I know like, oh, who was it? Oh, Shine Diaper. She posted like her very first diaper that she made nine years ago. Mm. And just like the difference <laughs> yeah. that you guys go through yeah. and what happens 
is incredible. In this thought, I think, what, where do you want to take life, life creations? What are kind of your, your goals and your ambitions? Is this something you're seeing yourself doing for a while? Yeah. I work at home. Moms always come into different into different worlds with their, with their passion projects. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I I feel like, you know, I go back and forth and it kind of depends on the day and how much rest I've had when you (laughs) ask me that question. Um, because I'm also homeschooling my oh, nine year old yes. as well. And, and that's something she has begged to do. It's not um, due to COVID. She has begged to it. And so I have conceded this year <laughs> to try. And It's a good um, season of life to blend. Yes. I'm trying to make her smarter. So pray for me. <laughs> um, but I, I really feel like I see, I see this going several different ways. Like I could, I've got the copyright to the design and, you know, I'm working on kind of like this utility type patent thing so that I can have the rights to be able to potentially manufacture. And that to me looks like, um, finding moms in the community who need work, who have, um, sewing skills that I can contract and like help me out with, um, what is that called something? It's like cottage industry work. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. I've been, I've been dabbling into doing some research on that and Amazing for you to explore the copyright and the trademark. Like you are savvy and wise in that adventure. Well, it's been, I will tell you it, it is a journey. It really, (laughs) yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, before I even started this, I knew I had something. Um, And so I got a provisional to protect me for a year to be able to figure out what in the world do I want to do with this, you know? And so it is going to be interesting as I navigate the waters of everybody coming out with their versions and, and what does that look like? like and and um you know being able to copyright that pattern and being able to potentially what if I want to sell that pattern what if I want to you know get royalties for that pattern and and use that to build my business or what if I want to manufacture and you know be able to employ women in the community here and be able to go towards retail stores I have been contacted by one I'm really excited about I need to get back with her on it but I am researching you know what do I need to do to have a wholesale program for retailers Um, to be able to partner with them. And, you know, is that an option? Is that a possibility? Do I have something there that, you know, people want? And so I think this first few months has really just been navigating the interest, navigating, Mm -hmm. um, does this work as well for others as it has for me? And, you know, is there something here? And I really think there is like, people are getting really excited about it. Um, yeah, I got like three or four requests crazy. I often get requests, but I don't usually get that many requests <laughs> for the same brand. That uh, is exciting. And I will admit a little terrifying. I'm just like, gosh, <laughs> can I keep up with this? But it is exciting. And the fact that it is solving some problems and helping yeah. with overnight, it's hard to find a good overnight diaper. And I feel like we're, we're getting there to where, you know, it's solving some of those issues. Another thing that I'm working on it sounds like I've caught you in this like incredible transformation stage where yes. you're not quite sure you're at no this, idea what this I'm crossroads, doing. Yeah. Yeah. figuring it out, which I also really love because I feel mm-hmm. like that is my moment every day. Like I wake up and I'm always like, <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, what road am I taking today? Um, where do I, I want to take my business? I find a lot of uh, <laughs> peace in knowing that there are other women who mm-hmm. are sitting in these crossroads of big dreams. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's, it's exciting. And I had listened to one of your podcasts the other day and you were talking about um, specialized needs diapers mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, I've got 
this in an extra large that I'm having a couple moms try out for their littles. And that in itself is super exciting. I'm really looking forward to somebody coming up with a great solution to make them a little bit more independent in their diapering. So So that's talking like high absorbency here. I cut you off when you're talking about overnight diapers. Now you're talking about toddlers. This is your diaper. So we're going to pivot again. Your diaper Mm -hmm. is it's wool and it's bamboo and it's cotton. It's all these things. So what I'm hearing is it's super absorbent. Yeah. Yeah. It is. People are Um, using it for nights or do you have like a boost it for nights? What's going Mm -hmm. on? (laughs) So it kind of depends. So I have, depending upon all the different fabrics also kind of depends on the price because fabric isn't cheap. And so when you're going into the bamboos and the wools and things like that, trying to keep it more affordable. So that's kind of why I dabble into the bamboo cotton blends as well, Mm. because I can keep them a little bit more affordable, especially if you do a regular absorbency. So the regular absorbency just has one layer for the insert that you fold. Mm-hmm. Heavy wetter has two layers. So when you're talking that bamboo wool fleece and having two layers as an insert, that thing is a bad boy. And it is <laughs> So especially if you fold it in that front center zone where mm-hmm. a lot of moms with boys are having problems when it comes to that front oh, yeah. area I and, had one. and laying on your stomach and waking up soaked, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is starting to help solve that issue. And then of course, like if you add another booster or something small inside of it, um, just to give it a little bit more of that, um, overnight stability. So mm-hmm. we're okay. getting some really cool results. I'm excited awesome. about it. Awesome. Science yeah. in it. This is one of my other favorite yeah. things. <laughs> Textiles is like so incredible. It I think is. like part of it, sometimes I'm like, I should have taken a course in college. I wonder if I could still <laughs> right. take a course in college about textiles. I know. I know. That would be, and it is constantly changing too, which is really exciting. There's always something new to try out, which definitely <laughs> keeps yeah. me buying samples. So Okay. Well, we've been chatting for a while and I've loved your story. You've taken me on this journey that I didn't even know I was prepared for today (laughs) when I sat down to call you. If people want to learn more about you, about your product, find out about you, connect with you, where's the best spaces and places to do that? Yeah, I, um, for the most part, I'm on Facebook. We have the Blythe Life Chat. And so that is where our, the biggest community is that we're starting to grow. And, and that's, that's kind of that space where you can see all those fun little, what is she doing? What's she up to? What's the new stuff to connecting with other moms to being able to private message me if you need somebody to talk to, um, about what's going on in life and, just, you know, a safe place. And I'm also on Instagram. And so you can check the Blythe Life Creations on Instagram. I'm learning <laughs> Instagram. I just put my first stories up there. So I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> you're going to get it. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. You've got IGTV on there. You're doing great, girl. Right. I mean, you're it great. might not be the best, but I'm trying. Um, so I think Facebook is probably the best space right now that I've got going on with, with other moms in this season of life. And you can purchase your diapers from the Blythe Life. Com? And so whenever I do a release, I'm trying to balance life. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, how often do I release and how do I balance being able to really pour into the little ones I have in my home right now to pour into people in this community. Um, so I'm trying to do a drop a month is kind of my goal. And I will put those dates on either Instagram, Facebook, and on the website as well. Um, for updates, I'll be releasing a date next week. I didn't do anything for Black Friday. I know a lot of people are saying you should have, but yeah, I'm kind of protecting that 
that that's, shame. That's so. fine. Yes. Protect your space. I mean, this is coming out probably January, so we'll be moved past Black Friday. Yes. But yeah, you don't you don't have to participate in all the sales. It's yeah. okay, Blythe. It's yeah. okay. I know. You want to do all the things, but you have these little precious souls looking at you and you're just like, you know what, your first priority. Yeah, it was um, such a pleasure getting to chat with you. I think I'll just repeat what I said. I was not expecting this story (laughs) from you today, but that is beautiful. I know it will be uh, well appreciated. Um, Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me I love chatting with people. This season of life of a pandemic, this is my favorite part of the day because (laughs) I haven't talked to another adult. (laughs) Yes. I love podcasting. Absolutely love it. In October 2020, I asked y'all, who should I contact for guests for the Cloth River podcast? And Blythe was one of those. And I didn't know anything about Blythe Life. I didn't even know anything about her brand until that morning. I may have Googled her that day and been like, all right, let's have a conversation. And I was not expecting. I know I said that in the show, but I was not expecting that journey. It was such a fantastic opportunity to sit down and chat with her. And I am just so grateful to all of you who suggested her, who reached out to me and said, you need to talk to this woman. Um, Because I did. And her story was incredible. I loved getting to chat with her. And it's one of those days that I cried a sense of relief. It's just like, Sometimes you need to talk to a human. And I know that you guys listening are like, yes, I also need to talk to a human. If you want to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, seriously, all you got to do is email me, bailey at clothdiaperpodcast.com. If I don't get back to me, you email me again. I'm always taking guests. I'm always taking sponsorships. And I can't wait to see you next week or the week after or whenever our next show goes live. Thanks.